this September the 25th Picks Edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now, use code SGP. New customers score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. We're brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use that promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL. Win up to 20x in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away 100k. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parties, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Sunday, September the 24th, and we are here to handicap a teeny weeny card of MLB action for Monday, September the 25th. And we're also going to have a sniff around some futures, if there's any divisions or World Series plays, stuff like that, that we like the look of. And joining me on this Sunday night is Mr. Lonte Smith. Hey, Lonte, what's happening? Not much, man. Looking forward to the season actually ending so we can actually get into some meaningful baseball and, and where the real grind starts at. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to this next week being over and getting into some real matchups where we can extract some value. Yeah, it's nearly time to start firing out the um the the playoff shows, which is exciting. I mean, it's going to be a decent week. There's still certain stuff uh, up for grabs. It's been, it's been an interesting day to day. The Astros um, first. The Astros are going to feature quite heavily, I think, in this uh, in the next thirty minutes because a they're playing tomorrow. There's only four games tomorrow, uh, so we're going to handicap the four games. But um, the Astros are one of those. But then also they are one of the live divisional races, uh, which is still good. And somehow they've managed to get swept by the Royals this week. Um, this weekend, a game the, the the final game of that just finished literally five minutes ago. The Royals beat the Astros six to five in Houston. So we're not entirely sure what the Astros are playing at. Um, and the, yeah, there's still various. So a lot of the wild card races are still up for grabs. Uh, Tampa Bay is still trying to chase down Baltimore, um, if they can do that. So, I mean, we are, we're, this is going to be quite a Houston-heavy episode, Lonte, but, I mean, how can you explain what's happened this weekend there? I can't. The only thing I can explain is is with the bankroll because I lost a lot of money against. Uh, well, going with Houston, man, uh, the team total. <laughs> I thought this was a good. I thought it was a good get right spot. I mean, they had the top of their rotation going against an inferior opponent in in Kansas City. But I mean, Kansas City just pretty much owns them. So I just like I, it's, it's unexplainable. They just can't win at home. I mean, they're a lot better on the road than they are at home. But they got a big, big series. Um, coming up this week and if they don't get their act together they're going to be watching the playoffs from home they're probably and Munaf can probably invite them all over and they can watch it in his uh in his little castle there yes <laughs> um the chat is noticeably quiet which is uh 
normal for an NFL Sunday night. Trev's in. Um, Trev, how are you doing? Nice to see you. Uh, if anybody else pops in, uh, by all means, say hello to us. Uh, Trev's asking if there's any day sport tomorrow. Normally, not on a, on a Monday. I don't know what the crackers are doing. Actually, look at the start times of these games. Um, and I don't quite know where there's four games. I don't know if these are makeup games, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, um, um, the Yankees and D backs game was cancelled over the weekend. So this, yeah. that one I think is is made up. Um, and the other, I think it was another game that was cancelled. I can't remember which one it was, but I think that was getting rescheduled for Thursday. Um, yeah, so there is a baseball game tomorrow, the D backs and the Yankees tomorrow. Um, well, I wasn't going to mention it, Lonte, but on the grounds uh, Trev's brought it up in the chat. I can't believe we've got five minutes into the pod. Lonte, have you watched any soccer today? No, I haven't watched. I haven't watched any football. But that's fine. I'll tell you all about it, Lonte. Don't worry. <laughs> um, what you missed this afternoon is uh, in the Premier League. You missed Sheffield United nil, Newcastle United eight. That is eight, Lonte, on the road. And not only that, it was the first time ever. The eight different people scored a goal. Uh, you got to be impressed with that, Lonte. Are you having that? Yeah, yeah, I am. That's that's like the Dolphins dropping seventy today against uh, against, really? Denver. I mean, yeah. against Denver. Every single touchdown was caught by a different person. We t- we talked about Tyreek Hill running riot last week, didn't we? And sure enough, first every first time drive. Was first drive. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, eight different scorers for Newcastle today. So yeah, I'm a little. Uh, I'm like a dog with a tin dick. I'm quite, um, I'm quite pleased with myself at this point. Did you, did you have them, mate? Well, all right, okay. Now that sounds like you're trolling me at this point. My pick on the show was under two and a half goals, Lundy. Oh no, no, I didn't. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch this week. <laughs> no, I know you didn't. <laughs> I just finished. But I usually do watch them. Um, I just finished doing the Premier League show where I had to justify myself to uh, Barry and everybody else uh, for taking under two and a half. But if you're going to lose. You might as well lose spectacularly than like a bad beat with a with a third goal in the last minute. So yeah, good old Newcastle, happy days. Um so we will start tomorrow. I'll tell you what we'll do actually. Um I'll tell you about DraftKings first before we get into anything. Um another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us um in on all the NFL action. Great offers every single game day. Um $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5. So just put down five on any of these week's matchups, walk away an instant winner. Um, the Tyreek Hill line was absolutely great. So I think in Baz uh, from the Premier League show threw out two bets this weekend. We threw out Mike Williams receiving yards, Bosch, and we threw out the Colts on the handicap. They actually won it outright, didn't they? Um, so yeah, plus eight and a half. And football is much more fun when you're getting on the action. Download the app, sign up with the code SGP. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And game time, the ticket people are doing a really great job of uh, allowing you to look forward to the event rather than getting stressed out over buying your tickets. Game time. They've got tickets for all the sport, music, comedy and theatre that you want to go and see. Uh, the game time guarantee is an outstanding part of the deal and they will offer you 110% of the difference if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. So the thing to do here is download the game time app, create an account, 
Use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account, redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Um, Trev had the Broncos plus six. You just fell uh, 44 points short there, Trev. Good effort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the equivalent. You are the Sheffield United of uh, NFL handicappers tonight, Trev. Um, 105 Eastern tomorrow. The Arizona Diamondbacks at the New York Yankees. Uh, Merrill Kelly goes for the D-backs. And Clark Schmidt goes for the New York Yankees. This game is on the board. It's tight on the boots. Arizona are minus 108. Um, the Yankees are plus 105. Uh, I haven't seen a total, actually, on this one. Um, I'll see if I can fetch the total. The game that's currently ongoing, it, it'll be finished. Um Absolutely any moment now. Arizona lead uh, New York by seven to nothing in the ninth inning. Um, so Arizona are going to take another vital win. Um, Lonte, how do you feel about uh, Kelly versus Schmidt tomorrow? Yeah, I like um, Arizona here. Um, you know, both teams have won six of the last 10. I guess it'll be seven of 11 win um, for Arizona and um, and six of 11 for New York after that game is done, but Arizona has won four of their last five. New York has been a little bit down in their last five. They've only won, they've only won two out of those five. So Arizona in a little bit better form. Uh, I think Kelly's the much better pitcher uh, since his return in late July. I think the twenty fifth is when he is when he returned um, from that injury uh, in June in late June. So after missing a month, I mean he's only allowed over three runs once in his last twelve starts. Half of those were on the road, uh, so he should be good here. Smith. He's struggled a bit. He's allowed three runs um, in the previous three starts, and then he gave up four and two, and two home runs and five innings pitching his last start. So I think we get the better pitcher here. Arizona's obviously playing for more than what the Yankees are playing for. I mean, that doesn't mean they're going to win, but I think just they're in better form with the better pitcher on the mound. Um, I, I don't trust the Yankees' offense at all, so I'll lean under as well. But I like Arizona here, Mal. Um, I've just seen the total. The totals are up at seven and a half. Yeah, um, or you could have an eight if you want the under, Lonte. Um, I actually, I, I would go towards the over in that situation. I'll, I'll tell you why in a moment. But um, I've got a little question mark next to Merrill Kelly's name. Um, his recent game log, two of the games, he, sorry, three of the games he gave up one earned run. And the other two he gave up seven earned runs. So which one are we going to get? Are we going to get one? Are we going to get seven? Um, both the sevens were on the road at the Mets and at the Dodgers. Um, the D-backs are only a 500 roads team, although that, that will tip slightly over uh, when they finish this game today. Um, six and four in the last ten. Clark Schmidt's much easier to predict. Uh, nine and nine on the year, 465 ERA. Kind of tells you a lot, actually. Win one, lose one in a very middling ERA. His last four starts, he's given up four, three, three, and three. Um, again, they've, they've won two and lost three. Games are fairly low scoring. Here's the key piece of handicapping info for me. Before this game tonight, which is just finishing, uh, the Yankees had scored 16 runs in five games. That is now 16 runs in six games, um, assuming they don't scratch one over now. Arizona only put up a one spot yesterday, Saturday night. But before that, six, seven, six, eight, seven. You can add another seven onto that tonight. Yeah, I think you have to take Arizona at minus 108. And I also think the total's too low. Um, I think you, you minimum three off Kelly. 
um, one or two off the pen. Sorry, minimum three off Schmidt with one or two off the pin. And Kelly's not huge, you know. The, the Yankees have to score a couple. If the Yankees score two or three, we're going to get the over in this spot. Um, but, yeah, the main play, Arizona, is at minus 108. Uh, second game on the card. Uh, what time does this go? It is 9.38 p.m. It's the Texas Rangers at the LA Angels. John Gray for Texas and Patrick Sandoval, left-handed pitcher for the Angels. Minus 180 for Texas, plus 175 for the Angels. Um, I think I've just failed to write these totals down is what I've done here. The total on this one is nine. Um, John Gray is seven and eight on the year, has a 4.22 ERA and has been terrible lately. Um, <laughs> in his last year, his last yeah, three. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. I can't dress it up, lovely. Um, his last three starts, he's pitched eight and two thirds and given up 15 hits and five walks and 11 earned runs. Now, earlier, I did see Cody Bradford slated to start. So it's possible there might be a, they might throw Bradford out as an opener. I think I'm seeing Gray confirm now. So Gray has only been going two or three innings. And I think he will be on it very shortly. So they're going to have Cody Bradford primed. And I did mention the other night when I was on the show with Dylan, I think it was, that uh, Martin Perez has been excellent for Texas in long relief. Um, like the true definition of a fireman. They're just talking about, as it happens, he's actually pitched tonight um, in a in a tight game. Uh, Texas saw, is they hung on to that one? They are nine to eight up on the Mariners. I mean, talk about a big spot in the season. Uh, that game is live as we speak. It's the top of the eighth. It's uh, Seattle eight, Texas nine. But I did see Martin Perez out there pitching earlier on. Um, so yeah, Texas will cobble it together. Patrick Sandoval, He's 7-13 with a 4.45 ERA. Now, he's been giving up loads of stuff too. However, the Angels just allow him to. They're just going to let him run. There's, no, there's nothing else for them to do. Uh, Mike Trout was confirmed today as his season's finished. So the, the Angels they might as well just let Sandoval go until his arm drops up. He's got a 6.20 <laughs> ERA in his last five. So there's definitely runs in this game. I think the difference is... Texas will have Gray on a short leash. They need to win. The Angels don't give a shit. And they'll just let Sandoval go. Texas are too short to back. I think the Texas team total is viable. I think the over nine is totally viable as well. If you want to be really brave, take Texas on the road line. You've got to try and factor Texas in. Um, I think the safest way to do it um, is the Texas team total, Lonte. Yeah, I like both of those plays. I mean, the the Halos, they're pretty much finished. I mean, they've lost eight of the last 10. Texas won six of 10. Uh, like you said, they're in route to win another. They're pretty good on – well, they're they're decent on the road, 500. The, uh, the Halos, five games under at home. Uh, Texas has actually dominated in this matchup. They've won three of the last five uh, in the matchup. All of those wins, about three-plus runs. And, I mean – like you said, Sandoval has not been good. Four plus um, runs allowed in three of his last four starts. I don't trust Gray either, which is why it's just a lean to Texas. But I do think that the team total and the game goes over. So I'm in agreement with you there. If I do want to get more bang for my book, I mean, I would go Texas on the run line just because they get all nine at bats. Um, you think they're going to get to Sandoval more than, uh, but then again, the Texas bullpen is horrible. So you would think that the top of that, rotation uh, that's going to be starting with Gray and some of those guys at the top of the, the bullpen will be able to withstand that bad offense that the Angels have. So 
I'm gonna go with I'm gonna lean with Texas on the run line at the plus price, and I love the team total to go over. Um, I also look at the first five to go over as well. As if to demonstrate your point on the Texas bullpen, they're in grave danger of blowing this lead. <laughs> uh, Seattle have runners second and third with two outs in the top of the eight. Not uh, a surprise, man. Not a surprise. Pivotal moment in the season, uh, ongoing as we speak. And the third game of these four um, is a 9-40 Eastern first pitch between those Houston Astros and the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Justin Verlander for Houston. Luis Castillo for Seattle. Uh, plus 108 for the Astros. Minus 118 the Mariners. The total is seven and a half. You can have a seven if you want it, Lonte. Yeah, I'm going to go with Houston. I know they haven't looked... Um... I know they've looked horrible lately, and you're probably in jeopardy of missing the playoffs. They've lost five of six, um, three of those to KC. Like you mentioned at the top, they were swept. Um, they are better on the road. They're 46 and 29 on the road versus being, I think, right at 500 or a game under 500 at home. Um, I just, I mean, I trust in Verlander. I know Castillo's been really good. He actually pitched well versus Houston back in July. He had uh, seven scoreless in a 10 1 blowout. But I think Houston's in desperation mode. Uh, Verlander's been pretty much nails on the road in his last six road starts. He's only allowed more than two runs once. Um, and Seattle has kind of dominated the series, uh, which is why I can, I can see why they're favorite. They've won four straight in the series, which, you know, it kind of scares me off. But like I said, I think, I, I think Verlander can get it done here. Uh, Houston being away from home that might get them, you know, rallied up or, or whatever the case may be. I'm going to go with Houston here. I'm going to hold my nose and go with them. Uh, at plus price, I would go over as well because I think that if Houston, if they win this game, I think it's going to be high scoring. They don't; they're not really good in low scoring affairs uh, for whatever reason. For whatever reason that is, but with that offense kind of stagnant, uh, they left a couple of people on during the the Kansas the Kansas City series. So I think Nick and Mike can get to Castillo here. Um, Castillo has been good, but you know he is erratic at times. So I'm going to go with Houston here as the road dog. Uh, two runners stranded for the Seattle Mariners. Texas escaped the jam. Um, well, yeah, I'm on the other side, Lonte. I've got Seattle here. Um, yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's close on the books for a reason. Justin Verlander. I just think he hasn't been great lately. Um, three of his last four have been poor. In Houston, I've lost all of those. Um, he's half a run worse on the road than he is at home. And... He's got a September ERA of 5.19. Um, Castillo, on the other hand, he's just been outstanding. 261 in his last five. That's including a bad start at the Mets. He had a five-earned run start at the Mets, which is really inflating those numbers. Key stat, Lonte, Seattle have won Castillo's last 10 starts. Um, so if you've been rolling those up, um, you'd be in good form. So, yeah, that was kind of the... Um, the 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 piece of information that tipped the scale for me and sent me towards Seattle at a price of minus 118. The final game on the card is off the board, unfortunately. It's the San Diego Padres at the San Francisco Giants, where Blake Snell, left-handed pitcher, is confirmed for San Diego. San Francisco, as always, have no one TBD, but we do think it's Logan Webb uh, going for the Giants. Nothing priced up for this one. Um, and really, 
I mean, all your instincts, or all my instincts, when I looked at this game, were just to get all over the Padres, and I didn't see anything. The more I looked into it, to get away from that. Uh, Blake Snell, as we know, has had a lot of Cy Young chat um, on the show over the last couple of months. 14 and 9 ERA with a two, sorry, 14 and 9 record with a 233 ERA. He's been absolutely outstanding. Um, when he starts, the Padres win and the Padres cover. It's really easy. I didn't know that. The Padres have started winning most nights now, oddly. They've waited till the last two weeks of September to show everyone <laughs> what they're capable of. They lead eight to nothing through four tonight. Um, everyone knows I'm a little bit bored of the Giants. The Giants are decent. Uh, sorry, Webb's decent. Uh, can get involved and help San Francisco win the odd low-scoring game. So you've got loads of options. I know we like to throw out a wild correct score here. This has got something like Padres 4-1 written all over it. Um, so I think if an under, I think a first five under, but the all, all the evidence tells you it's a San Diego Padre run line, Lonte. Yeah, I mean, I can't talk you out of it. I think that this, I think San Diego is going to bury them here. Um, I mean, Blake Snell, I just can't say enough about him. Uh, San Diego is hot. Eight of the last 10, they've won. Um, San Francisco's offense has been struggling. They've only scored two runs once in the last, oh, they only scored over two runs once in their last four games. Uh, and going against Snell, I'm not sure that's going to change. Uh, he's on a 13 inning scoreless streak. Um, in his last 32 innings pitched, how many runs do you think he's allowed, Mal? One. Two. Close. Ooh, not bad. Yeah, two runs in his last 32 innings pitched on 2.2 hits in that span. So he's been dominant. San Diego's dominant, uh, has dominated San Francisco this year. In the last five meetings, they've outscored him 29 to 11 and won four of those five games, uh, four of the last five games. So I don't think we see anything change here with Snell on the mound. He probably can – I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's already seen it, but he could put the nail on the coffin here on that Cy Young with a, with a good performance here. So, as long as he goes out and doesn't get blown up, I think it's pretty much his to go. But, I mean, San Diego should bury um, San Francisco here. Fair enough. Um, so, that is the um, the four games. I wish it was four games every night. <laughs> uh, for the games. Uh, however, um, what we'll do is uh, we're going to move on and just have a little. Look around, Lonte. I set you a challenge earlier on. Let's see if you can find us a couple of juicy um, futures, whether it's Divisional League, World Series, stuff like that. So we'll have a little look around uh, in a moment. I'll tell you first about Underdog Fantasy, who are helping uh, you play alongside your favourite football team. All season long, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game. Um, all you have to do is go five for five, go higher or lower on your props. Um, from now until October the 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to $500. That's gone up. That was 100 bucks. It's now 500 yep. until October 4th. Um, you've got $100,000 Sundays continuing on Underdog Fantasy. Total of $2 million in prizes all season long. That's 100 k in prizes this week. 10,000 to 10 people. Uh, new sweepstakes every day. The Tyreek Hill was the free square this week. Uh, receiving yards, 91 and a half. Easy. Uh, so watch along. Make your picks. And maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And last but not least is Hall of Fame Bets, helping you win bigger um, by betting smarter. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Uh, research every NFL, NBA, MLB and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter them in the Hall of Fame Bets Parlay Optimizer too. Uh, you get things like hit rates broken down by a leg, 
as well as expected probabilities for the parlay. You can sort players by hit rate to learn which players are hot, which has value, etc. So stop betting in the dark. Use Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. So, Lonte, um, like I say, I thought I'd set us a little challenge this afternoon. And I sat down and I thought it would be quite easy to just find it. I was looking for a World Series bet that I liked. I was looking for a divisional bet. Um, and first off, I tried to talk myself into the Tampa Bay Rays at 9-1. to And I made quite a few notes. And then just the injuries got me. Um, the, the, the route through looked okay. I quite liked the fact that I thought they could beat uh, Toronto. They've got a they've got a um, a season series lead over Toronto. I thought they might be able to use their experience, their playoff experience over Baltimore. But it was just the injuries, so I had to scrub that. And I went back to the start, um, and I got myself talk, thinking about Houston. But again, it, it was very fine margins going into this week. So I was doing this at four o'clock this afternoon. And since then, things have changed again because <laughs> Houston have lost to the Royals, as we keep mentioning. Um, Seattle are losing. Arizona are winning. Uh, Texas are going to win. So Houston 8-1 to one looked viable, but they can't afford to make many more of these mistakes. So basically, Lonte, I made a bit of an arse of trying to find a pick. Luckily, you're a better man than me. So, I mean... <laughs> You had you had a look around. Have you got one for us? Yeah, yeah I like the Blue Jays eight to one. Um, okay, for for the for the AL. I mean, I just think that. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I just think that. I mean, if you look at who's in front of them, I mean, uh, we're really just looking at the at the Orioles is what I, is what I'm I'm thinking about because yeah, I think right. that's the, that's the only team that can pose a threat. But again, I don't know if I trust that rotation in a big setting. So they haven't done it yet. They've not. They've never been. Um, exposed to big games or uh, to the capacity of this. I mean, Toronto, they, they've had their share of, of decent big games, I would say. But, I mean, if you go Gosman at the top, I mean, I just feel like Gosman can pretty he, – he's probably one of the better pitchers in the AL. So, I like him pretty much against anybody on any staff at the top of the lineup. Maybe – I mean, maybe you can debate with Glass now, but again, all those injuries in Tampa's lineup, it, it's kind of hard to figure out what the status of difference is going to be. But I do like the Blue Jays at 8-1, thinking they can make a run similar to what Philadelphia made last year. Because if they get hot and the bats get going, the top of that lineup, Boba Shit, um, Vlad, and those guys at the top of the lineup, I think they're dangerous at the top of that. Um, on the NL, man, I'm going to go with the Brewers. I just, going okay. with, just going with strictly pitching. I mean, the Brewers are, what, 8-1? I mean, just think about it. We got you got Woodruff, Peralta, Burns at the top. I mean, the uh, only pe- only people in front of them that would rival that, I think, is obviously the Braves with with their with their top three. I mean, I don't trust the Dodgers' uh, rotation. Philadelphia is kind of hit or miss, especially if they're not playing at home. I mean, the Brewers, if they, if they get the bats going defensively, they're probably one of the better teams in not not only the NL but just the MLB. So. I'm gonna go with the Brewers, man. I, I like the top. I like the top of that rotation. Uh, they got a decent bullpen. Um, just the offense is what scares me. But they're able to win two one games and also win seven six games. So that's the difference in between them and a lot of these other teams, which is why I like them. So I'll take two 
I guess mediocre shots in the AL and NL. I go Blue Jays eight to one and uh, Brewers eight to one also. Yeah, just a, a couple of things on those. Myself and Dylan talked about the Brewers on Thursday night because I think I'd watched them. There was a baseball game, they, um, and their lineups, or oh, it's kind of built for playoff baseball. People were talking about you need home runs to win playoff baseball, but what the Brewers can do is manufacture stuff and they. They've brought in quite a few bits and bobs players. We talked about Mark Canha, um, Santana. Play, and they can they can manufacture stuff, and they've got quite a lot of um, flexibility in the lineup. We talked about they can move things around, so I don't mind the Brewers. The only problem is when you look at that NL side of the bracket, is what l- casts a huge shadow over that side of the bracket are those two names, the Dodgers and the Braves, when you get into the yeah. NLDS. That's pretty scary, isn't it? Because you see in the wild card round, you see the Cubs and the Brewers and the D-backs and the Phillies. You think, all right, yeah, they're all lovely teams. And then you advance from that and you just run into a fucking freight train. Whichever one it is, you run into Atlanta or LA. Um, on the other side, with your Toronto pick, like what I was kind of looking for on that side was to fade the Orioles. Wasn't yeah. so much as picking Tampa Bay, picking Houston. Like I said, it was. I think the Orioles can get can get turned over, and it's not because I want them to. Because I really like the Orioles. They've got four or five of the most fun young players in the sport. However, like you say, a lack of experience. I think they'll be better. Well, there will be better years ahead for Baltimore. Um, they could. This lineup could still be um, rolling pretty much similar. Uh, for the next four or five years. And then you add John Means back in. And one of the huge things, which I've talked about since May, and it is starting to look like it's coming to fruition, is that the Orioles' bullpen just looks gassed. They, they weren't getting any length out of their starters, and we talked about it five months ago. We said, come September, this will catch up with the Orioles' pen. And I think it just is a little bit. Uh, so I was looking to fade them. Houston, again, I'm going to have to uh, put a put a scribble through me, uh, my, my notes there. Yeah, I would, I would absolutely side with you because I can't take Tampa Bay. Um, they've just been done by the injuries. Minnesota aren't good enough. Um, Correa and Royce Lewis injured for them. Um, and that really leaves the door open. If it's not Texas, uh, then it's going to be Toronto. I did have one other play. And I, again, I don't know if these odds have changed since three or four hours ago. And it was a really boring one. But it was Texas to win the division, which at the time was minus 140. Um, um, let's see. I was on DraftKings just one second ago. Um, you said Texas was what? Minus one forty. They were three oh, hours. Yeah, they're they're four fifty now. <laughs> ah, fucking hell, man! You can't afford, right? Okay. Well, I'll not. Well, I'll not waste everyone's time with my handicap. I mean, I could tell you why I was right. Um, fucking hell, man. Um, I oh, yeah, I just looked at the Texas have got Seattle and the Angels and Seattle. Uh, Seattle have got a big say to having this because uh, Houston have got Seattle and Arizona mm-hmm. um, and then Seattle go back to play Texas and Houston. But very fine margins. Um, I was kind of expecting both teams just to pick up a win tonight, uh, Houston particularly, uh, and keep the price live because Houston were plus 185 and I just couldn't see how Texas wouldn't get it done. In my notes are we take minus one, we take worse minus 140 shots every night of the week on this show. Um, and you wouldn't take a minus 140 shot in April for six months, but you're going to spend this money next Sunday. So it's not like it was good. You were, you were going to tie it up for seven days and that was it. However, uh, the bird has flown, Lonte, and we've missed it. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, I've got nothing else to add. Did you have any? Um, is that you done, or did you have uh, any other jewels for us? Uh, nah, man, but I'm thinking about making that 11 to 1 World Series bid on the Astros. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm thinking, I've well been down to eight to one, and we've said we've just been having a little discussion with Cameron Kerr, uh, from the network on Twitter. And if they get in, they've got the pitching. Yep. They've got the experience. They've got the little bit of stardust in Jordan, and um, they got the home run ball. They got the defense. They got the coaching staff. Even though Munaf hates it, they got the yeah. they, they got they they got everything, man. And if you roll out Verland with Verlander, um, Valdez, and uh, I guess who would be the third? Javier, um, maybe. Yeah, Javier. I, I mean, come on. I mean, and if those bats get hot, and I mean they're going to be on the road the first the first few series so they play better on the road so i mean just think about that i'm pretty sure that's priced in but maybe not enough 11 to 1 i mean i've made worse bits i'm I'm gonna take i'm gonna take that man that's gonna be my best bit 11 to 1 world series okay i'll I'll back that tomorrow as well lonte and then we've got uh, we have a little team ride heading into the playoffs and we can stick it up uh under moon off snows as well because he'll hear that if they are going well yeah um Okay, thank you very much, Lonte. Uh, that was fun. Uh, what, seven more days, is it? So this time next week is the last day of the regular season. Is that correct? Yep, yep. Fantastic. And then we'll have all sorts of things planned and schemed uh, for the playoffs here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Really, really looking forward to it. Uh, thanks everyone who joined us and said hello, Trev. Uh, your commitment is second to none. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Good luck with all your picks. Stay tuned, as I say, all week. And then moving into the playoffs, uh, the boys will be around all week trying to make us some money uh, between now and then. Until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers.